0: You're listening to ReachMD XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. He's a very powerful man, Dr. Ron Davis, president-elect of the American Medical Association. He will represent as president at least a quarter of a million doctors, and he's here to talk to us today about the issues he cares about and what he and other doctors want from Washington. Welcome to the Washington Health Report. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. Dr. Ron Davis takes over as president of the AMA in June. He is now the director of the Center for Health Promotion and Disease Prevention at the Henry Ford Health System in Detroit. He is also past director of the federal government's Office on Smoking and Health and past medical director of the Michigan Department of Public Health. Soon he will be at the helm of the ANA, an organization with some very serious lobbying clout in Washington. We'd like to talk to you, Dr. Davis, about important issues and what you think the AMA can do about them. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you. First of all, congratulations on your upcoming position with the AMA. Uh, You and I, of course, have known each other for some time when I was a health reporter at the Associated Press, and I think you were at the Michigan Department of Health at the time, and we talked a lot about tobacco control.
1: We did, and tobacco is a big problem. Uh, Cigarette smoking is the most important preventable cause of death in our society. The U.S. Surgeon General has labeled it as such, actually, since 1979. Here we are, a few decades later, still struggling to to bring cigarette smoking rates down, uh, making some progress, but we still have a long way to go.
0: At the time that uh, you and I were in regular communication, one of the big issues was uh, secondhand smoke and research that was just coming out at that time, which has uh, since been uh, much repeated and confirmed and so forth about the hazards. Now what uh, tobacco and tobacco control and regulation is in the news again. Uh, tell us a little bit about the AMA and where it stands on tobacco regulation and other pending tobacco issues.
1: The AMA has been speaking out strongly on public health issues, In particular, cigarette smoking and other forms of tobacco use for a long, long time. And in fact, if if I may give you a bit of a preamble here, the AMA has a 14-word but powerful mission statement to promote the art and science of medicine and the betterment of public health. So you can see that the focus on public health is right up there on the marquee for the organization. And tobacco is at the top of the list as the most important preventable cause of death, as I mentioned. And the AMA supports action against tobacco in a variety of ways. Of course, since we're an organization of physicians, we talk quite a bit about the importance of addressing smoking in doctor's offices, in clinics and hospitals through proper treatment of tobacco addiction. And people are very vulnerable when they see their physician or go into a hospital. They have symptoms. They may have a disease, a serious disease that's being treated. And so they're very receptive to Hearing advice and, and getting tips and uh, getting treatment from healthcare professionals, especially physicians. And so it's an excellent opportunity, a teachable moment, as we call it, for physicians to advise smokers to quit and to give them advice on how to quit and to give them assistance through pamphlets, medications, uh, and referral for more intensive treatment.
0: What about the FDA regulation issue? Has AMA taken a position on that?
1: We have, and so getting beyond the clinical environment, there is important progress to be made by changing the environment and changing public policy. And On the front burner today is legislation before Congress that would give the Food and Drug Administration authority to regulate tobacco. The FDA did assert authority to regulate tobacco about a decade ago under then-FDA Commissioner David Kessler, who issued regulations, strong regulations, on smokeless tobacco and cigarettes? Unfortunately, the U.S. Supreme Court, by a narrow 5 to 4 margin, decided that the FDA, under existing law, did not have authority to regulate tobacco. So now Congress has to explicitly give the FDA authority over tobacco for it to take action in this area. And that's what the legislation that has been introduced would do. The AMA strongly supports it. It would give the FDA authority to regulate youth access to tobacco, the marketing of cigarettes and smokeless tobacco products, especially where kids might be exposed. The proposed regulations would address the ingredients in cigarettes and other forms of tobacco, levels of nicotine, harmful constituents, additives. It would ban the use of cigarette flavorings other than menthol in cigarettes because we're seeing. Cigarette companies adding fruit-flavored constituents to their cigarettes to make them more attractive to kids. It would get rid of misleading and, and, in many ways, dishonest labeling like light, mild, and low in cigarette brands and on cigarette packaging that imply that these are safe or less hazardous products when there's no evidence that they are. And also, it would allow the FDA to impose very strong warning labels on the packages, much like we see in Canada and many other countries where 30 to 50 percent of the front and back faces of the packages have very bold warnings like cigarettes kill, cigarettes are addicting. Do
0: we know that those stronger warnings work? Is there any research to back that up?
1: There is research. In fact, some of the warning labels have graphic photos of a diseased lung or a diseased heart and so on. And there have been many studies where people are presented with different kinds of warnings to see which ones resonate with them, which ones grab their attention, and obviously the short, pithy, bold ones that are big, black and white, impossible to miss, oftentimes supplemented by kind of a scary picture, those certainly are more
0: impactful. I hope they're doing those studies with 12-year-olds, because that's <laughs> those are the people who are starting to smoke, I yeah, think. absolutely. Uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. We're talking to Ron Davis, president-elect of the AMA. There is some talk, before we get off the FDA issue, I know within the sort of tobacco control community, about whether regulation might not sort of boomerang and be a way to somehow relieve liability for the tobacco companies without really having the teeth to attack smoking. Is is that a concern?
1: Well, the cigarette companies have had various protections against liability that they've used as well as they can in the courtroom, such as that warning label that, that is now on cigarette packaging, even though it's not all that effective. But We have had warning labels on cigarette packs since 1966 and so the cigarette companies are always claiming that everybody knows the harms from smoking. So they're going to be able to muster a strong defense no matter what. But the problem is we've had no federal legislation on tobacco, any major federal legislation on tobacco adopted since 1986 when the smokeless tobacco warnings were put on those packages and on cigarettes in 1984. So we've gone two decades now without any significant federal action. It's ironic that the most important preventable cause of death in our society is virtually unregulated, and this legislation would turn that situation around.
0: What are the prospects? Is, that, is Congress going to enact that? What is your thinking, or what do your political folks at AMA tell you?
1: The prospects are better than they have been before. The legislation was introduced in the last session of Congress, and it passed the Senate but was not able to pass the House or get approved through conference committee. But because of changes in Congress during the last election, the prospects are much better that the legislation will finally be approved probably uh, sometime this calendar year. Uh, we have strong support from people like uh, Senator Kennedy and Congressman Waxman and uh, Congressman Dingle and others uh, are backing this legislation, and the, the, the facts we think speak for themselves certainly Public health community and the AMA and other medical societies are strongly backing it, and so we think this legislation will have a good chance of getting through this year. Now,
0: a lot of our listeners, as you know, are physicians on ReachMD. Is there something that they can do that the individual physicians can do either through the AMA or on their own to try to encourage that?
1: Sure. Well, we encourage physicians to be politically active, to speak out on important public health issues, as well as all of the health policy issues that we are facing, and I presume we'll get into some of those in a few minutes. And so certainly contacting their U.S. representative, their two U.S. senators, making sure that uh, they're supporting this FDA tobacco legislation, as well as other important bills in Congress, becoming involved in fundraising activities for your local politicians, meeting with them on a regular basis. Uh, All of that is important so that the voice from American medicine is heard loudly and strongly in U.S. Congress.
0: We're talking about public health, tobacco control, and you talked about how that's an important part of the AMA's mission. Um, I've covered the AMA over the years, and My impression has been that many of the people who have been presidents have been doctors in private practice. I may be wrong, and you can straighten me out. But I don't remember somebody with a public health background. Are are you a little bit atypical as an AMA president elect in that regard?
1: I think I'm breaking the mold in a a few different ways uh, as the incoming AMA president. We, We do have some recent presidents who have been strong advocates on public health issues, in particular John C. Nelson and obstetrician-gynecologist from Salt Lake City who has a master's in public health and was deputy state health commissioner in in Utah for a a year or so. And our current uh, immediate past president, Edward Hill, a family physician from Tupelo, Mississippi, has been speaking out on public health issues, his stump speeches during his years as president and, and immediate past president. And so I will continue with the same sort of advocacy that they have uh, already shown, perhaps what distinguishes me is that I kind of do this as 100% of my day job as a preventive medicine physician heading up a health promotion program at the Henry Ford Health System in Detroit. I suppose breaking the mold in in that regard, and I'm also a member of a large medical group practice, the Henry Ford Medical Group, which has about uh, 800 physicians as, as part of that medical group. Most previous AMA presidents have been either in solo practice, as you mentioned, or in small group practice.
0: We're just near the end of our time, but if you had one thing that you wanted to achieve during your tenure as president of, president of the AMA, what would that be? What's top of your list?
1: Well, it's really hard to single out one thing. I, I have to emphasize that the AMA has a focused health care advocacy agenda, and five priority areas in that agenda are to have universal coverage, health care coverage for the uninsured, To fix the Medicare physician payment problem, which which involves an attempt by Medicare to cut payments to physicians by about 5% each year, including a 10% cut scheduled for 2008, to reform the medical liability system, which has created a crisis in more than 20 states, to improve quality and safety in health care, and to also improve public health, focusing on healthy lifestyles, disaster preparedness, and eliminating health disparities, so th- those are the priority areas within uh, our health care. That's a tall agenda. agenda <laughs> and uh, those are the issues that I'm going to be speaking out on uh, as effectively as possible during the coming year.
0: That's a tough a difficult but an important um, agenda. And that will bring us to a close. We've been talking with Dr. Ron Davis, president elect of the AMA. He will take over the helm in June. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Davis. My pleasure. I'm your host Paul Rayburn. You have been listening to the Washington Health Report on Reach MD XM233. A channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, send an email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.